Who can take a sunrise, sprinkle it with dew, for it in chocolate and a miracle or two. The Candyman, the Candyman can. The Candyman can, Posse mixes it with love and makes the world taste good. Hello everybody and welcome to Brubagoon, you will not get there on a road bike. This is your host, the Candyman, the Candyman can cause he mixes it with love and makes the word taste good. Well, not exactly like this, the only thing that I can really do is misspelling and making a lot of mistakes with names. That's the thing that the Candyman can, I mean that Calamaro can. Let me put back some Ukrainian music to tell you, people, thanks a lot for being here for this episode number three of the Broomwagon per BCA. This four episodes mini-series where we talk from the Bike Connection Agency events spring 2022 for road and gravel. We went around, we talked with brands, we caught some stories and this one is gonna be full of juicy stories. You're gonna know more about it pretty soon. First of all, the music that you're listening is from Shasha Z, the label from Ukraine that put together some music in order to cheer up people that in the moment are living in shelters. Thanks a lot for that. You will find the link to the full mixtape down below. Link down below that you can find as well for By Kigis, the charity that I'm supporting for this year, uh, the Broomwagon season, season number five, just for you to remember, and that are teaching to women refugees how to learn how to ride a bike. Not how to learn, how to ride a bike basically. Also down here you're gonna find the link to the COVID jar that all of us can really fulfill for giving the best experience and the best support for bikey geese. Third thing, another link down below, you will find absolutely the coffee link where you can support this podcast. In this case, this would stay independent, telling you all the stories that you will continue. Listen, hopefully for a hundred thousand of here because the Candyman can. I hope that that's enough. Thanks Komoot for the support. You're gonna listen a bit more about Komoot later on in this episode. Yes, this is the time that we talked with Rob about new features and about stories around Komoot. That's super cool. But remember that if you want to unlock your full exploration experience. You can get an extra region if you subscribe for the first time, just go on komoot.com slash g, like Greenland, and then write the code BROOM. In this way, you can really get the extra region, and in this case, everything is going to be unlocked. Turn-by-turn navigation, offline maps, and it's really cool actually to listen to somebody who's telling you where to go and do the exact opposite. But it's okay, it's still okay. At least you know that you're making something wrong. Komoot.com and you will find everything. But we're gonna talk about that in really one second. Let's kick in the episode. This episode is gonna be a talk with Rob with Komoot. New feature, new experience, a lot of amazing initiatives, stories around Komoot. I think that these people are just making something amazing for adventuring and living the outdoor. You're gonna listen also to a lot of compliments from me to Komoot, and thanks a lot for the support for the second year in a row, and as well, all my, let's say, bad behavior by telling that the name of Rob was another one. Listen to that, that's another of the cool stories of of Stefano making goofy things. The second part is gonna be a talk with Giulio and Simon from BCA, and we talked about how these kind of events were born and what's behind all the organization. It's really cool, I think. I mean, it was really, really good. Just to tell you as well that this is the episode number three. Next episode is going to be a bit more about my experience during the event, so uh, the riding, the walking around, and everything like that. So wait for another couple of days, and you're going to listen as well to the last, the fourth, and final episode of this mini-series. Enough of talking. The cool thing of these events is that from time to time, actually really often, you find also super close people that are actually also attending to everything like that. And on the other side, also long-term 
partners of the podcast as you are here and basically there is also Rob that I actually passed the last couple of days calling him Ben uh, from Komoot that is actually my main reference of Komoot that is here and actually now finally we finally now met in person and on the other side he finally now understood I how bad I am with names how are you doing Rob <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm a little bit upset by the whole Ben experience because as you said we've been you know supporting the podcast for a little while now and chatted online a few times and then and then to turn up here and be referred to as Ben not even knowing where Ben's come from in that sense um yeah but otherwise no I'm really good yeah and it's great to be at BCA and whatnot <laughs> you know what's the cool thing is actually that I called you Ben for the full ride of last time and also Felix another guy actually uh, creator that is here also started calling you Ben and then I was telling the story to Nicola from Fulcrum yesterday I was just having fun of myself saying that and then when you arrived he told me what's his name then again Ben and they said no Rob I told you Rob <laughs> yeah it's getting to the stage where I am just going to have to be Ben um so and to be fair Ben's a nice enough name maybe maybe I will just make the permanent change and see how it goes I think it makes sense I think yeah. it makes sense um, so yeah it's super cool actually that you are here Rob finally I didn't know that you were here that's something that yeah, I have to say also but actually I was super happy when I saw you here and actually knowing that Totsu Komut is also here at the BCA pretty often you're also partner with the, with the agency don't you or with the event uh, yeah exactly so we've been working with um, the BCA since well the beginning of their events really being their route plan a navigation partner so it means that when all the media come here and even the sort of the brands and the partners that will support um simon and julio with like creating any routes having a really nice collection and it means that they feel comfortable sending the media out into the world without sort of getting lost and having to go and rescue them and whatnot it's a it's also a great opportunity for us to just sit down network speak with media kind of find out a little bit what's going on in the industry so they're yeah super fun events in beautiful locations so we definitely try to get to as many as we can so you are telling me that you were the ones routing all the trucks that we are using in these days yep yeah so with regard i can't 100 take credit for the actually creating the routes because they work with a number of sort of local partners as well and people that really are experts in the regions to ensure that the routes are as as best they can but we use commute to to sort of recce it and also then to share those routes with the media so they can easily save them on their phone save them onto their gps devices and it means when they're going out and testing the bikes the last thing they have to worry about is trying to find some fitting terrain they've got it all planned and ready and it's super easy to go how tech is the techie uh, gravel track have you tried it i actually just saw here just a bit for a claim and to put everybody in the condition of knowing a bit more about you you have been riding all the gravel sectors with your road bike so if i ask you how tech is the tech segment uh i know what i'm coming back with it yeah it's 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 fun tech. I think what we've been blessed with really nice weather. It's not super warm, but it's really dry here. So it's meant that lots of the riding is accessible on a range of bikes. And I'm sure there's um, I'm sure there's a saying in and around that and every bike is an adventure bike. So yeah, I've given all the the tech and the gravel a go on my road bike, which was the only which was the only one I had available to bring out at the time. But it's yeah, it's a little bit techy, but it's definitely rideable if you're um yeah, if you're willing to give it a go. Okay, I'm going to try it this afternoon. Let's start from the beginning. I know that everybody knows what Komoot is, but give me a few words about Komoot, please, Rob. Okay, so... Yeah, well, I guess at its heart, Kamut is a, a route planning and navigation app, um, but it's much more than that. I think now it, it essentially is a community platform. It's it's built by the community in so many ways by um, the more people using it and the more insights they share and the more exciting sort of tours and routes to go on there, the better it becomes for everyone. And that's sort of what we're really keen to champion. Kamut is very much about adventure. So it's about opening up the outdoors to, to, you know, to new people and sort of hopefully, like I said, sort of sharing those insights, giving the opportunity for sort of new experiences and giving people the confidence to go out and explore um, with having a good idea what's to come, but not taking any of that venture sort of spirit away. 
Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I remember that actually usually the thing that they say at the beginning of all my episodes is um, you can plan your route, you can see the highlights, you can get, of course, if you have uh, a certain level, um, if you have actually something that needs and stuff, but offline tracking, um, turn-by-turn navigation and everything like that. But it's not only that. We were talking exactly about that. It's way more about community and discovering something new and open up the gate of the adventure. How is it moving in this direction? Yeah, com- yeah, commute is very much, or our sort of one of our, like I said, sort of taglines is find, plan, and share. And as I said, the the route planner is kind of at the heart of the product. But what we really do want it to do is become like a platform whereby people can can go and share their adventures, where people can find sort of inspiration as well. They're like historically, people have very much used it as as a route plan for planning routes. But this has created so much great content within the platform that we're trying to sort of um, find ways and, and tools to make it possible for people to to be able to go in, search this content, find routes, find highlights, which are the the user generated um, sort of points of interest, great trails, cafes, climbs. Um, and different bits find the collections as well that have been created by or supported by our contributors and our editorial team and then some that are sort of created by commute which could be like consonant crossing bike packing collections or also could be a couple of days away in sort of the local hills so there's there's banks and banks of of this content within commute that we're we're trying to sort of share and encourage people to kind of use it for adventure we really do want it to be the platform where you go to to share your adventure stories and that is that's sort of a, a key direction of where we're looking to sort of take commute in the future but then also really make sure that it is the best route planning tool as well so hopefully it's a sort of full-rounded experience for that there are a couple of features that you showed me that they're going to be kicked off pretty soon what can you tell us and maybe if you want to just put the embargo title so people <laughs> listening to that before they should they can stop <laughs> yeah, I think we've talked a little bit about the Discover feed, um, which will sort of fully launch in in March. So this this is the Discover feed is accessible to a number of different um, key regions, sort of Germany, the UK, the Netherlands. But what we're looking to do as well is open up this to to, to sort of anyone globally. So they'll the sort of the primary experience will still come in and be the route planner, but they'll have that opportunity to scroll down through the Discover feed, which is almost a sort of social inspiration bit of commute, see what's going on and search for um, routes and tours within their regions. So this should be live by the end of March. And it means that um, hopefully users, when they come to commute, already have the opportunity to, to sort of share, like, see what's going on, um, and find the sort of th- this inspiration and this content that we know is a sort of existing in Kamut. Yeah, and actually there was also another couple of things. Actually, also the um, the search bar. Yeah. Now you can find everything there. Yeah. So what uh, sort of at the end of last year within the Discover Search, um, what we did is updated that as well to include not only sort of tours, so the commute um, tour recommendations, but also search for highlights and search for collections. So you can you can scroll down through a number of highlights that are in sort of the area or worldwide or even from the app, kind of from your or near to your current location. So if you're using it in the phone, then um, then look at those, see what looks really interesting. If you find one, there's also the opportunity there to kind of see which of the tour recommendations include it. So you can quickly go, quickly find a route in a new location with loads of hopefully sort of inspiring cool sites to go and see. Um, and then just simply save that and navigate on your phone or link it up to a GPS device or just save it to your profile and do it sort of another time. And then again, search for collections. So collections are the... Um, there are quite often sort of long distance cycleways, long distance hiking ways, but also could be a number of routes within a specific area or region or kind of categorized um, in all sorts of different ways. But you can search through these as well. So if you're looking for an adventure or a bit of a bigger adventure, then these collections um, can be great ways to sort of look for multi-day activities and stuff like that. Community, again, actually another thing that I saw is the at function. Yes. Yeah, I think... Community has always been really, really important um, to commute, and we do. We have a number of sort of community managers that work in our key regions with um, events and all sorts of different bits and pieces, and we do really want to be and feel like we're part of it. But what we also want to do is give the the community within commute the like the tools to kind of speak to each other, take advice, ask for tips, and whatnot. 
So what we've now added within the comments section, or again, it will be by the end of um, by the end of March, is a like an app function. So whereby people can directly ask other users, so either people they're following or people whose tour it is, you know, um, questions in and around it for advice or tips. So it could be, what are the best gravel tires for this ride, or would you recommend? you know staying here or staying there or and and whatnot so hopefully this means that the conversation becomes much more flowing and people can feel that they can sort of go there and find further insights yeah again whether it is a one-day hike or it is a sort of continent crossing bikepacking tour that's super great let's keep on the on the conversation about the community you are really supporting of course the broom wagon that's great thanks for doing it ben and um (laughs) But yeah, you're supporting really a really huge um, categories of uh, different people and different races and different events. I mean, your ambassador network is huge and it's really good because actually there is a lot of stories that are coming out from that. Same thing, a lot of events, you are really partnering with them in order to create the best experience for um, people that are taking part to the event, to the race, to the ride, to whatever uh, is there. And That's really something that builds up a community. How close is Komoot to the community and how the community is really, um, how actually you are empowering the community through these kind of uh, initiatives? Um, yeah, there's, there's sort of, like you said, there's loads and loads going on. And personally, I can't, I take very little credit for it. We have a fantastic team of community managers working across, um, well, most of the European regions. And how they manage to achieve everything they do is, is beyond me, in all honesty. But they, yeah, so they'll work with a number of ambassadors, a number of events, and a number of sort of influencers, sometimes in just the digital aspect where we'll try and support where we can with the product, um, but very much looking to attend looking to meet people looking to sort of give people the opportunity to kind of get the best experience whether it is out of an event by sharing the route and loads of insights or whether it is working with an ambassador um, on certain projects they're doing and even right up until or the sort of the scale of the um, the commute women's rally where we had the Torino Nice one at the end of last year which was co-organized by um, Gabby our global community manager and Leo Wilcox and they've got a second one of those running in Spain um, next month so these like fantastic events that bring the community together sort of give them the tools give them the insights and hopefully get them out and enjoying adventure and, and showing what is what is really possible. That's very great. Yes, you're mentioning, um, yeah, the, how do you say, how is the name of it? The Women's Rally? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah, the Kamut Women's Rally. So it's, it's sort of a challenge style event. It's definitely not a race. Um, and there's, I think they had around 21 women doing the, um, the Women's Torino Nice. So they followed the Torino Nice route um, back in September last year. And there is a um, yeah a second one taking place in Spain, and I'm not going to try and pronounce the name. I know, I know it, I know it. So, no, that's super good thing that I want to tell you is that exactly I want to go there because it's super cool that actually Komoot partner up on any ways decided to go into two super peculiar events or super peculiar places because one is the Torino Nice. I mean, super famous is not a race; nobody goes there to race it, but it's just to enjoy it. And the other one is the Montañas Vacías. Yes, yes, yeah, and I, and. They, I think the sign-up has sort of gone through the roof. There's a big waiting list. Um, so I think there's 60 women that will be, uh, will be starting. And the idea is everybody gets together um, and then sort of rides the route with the, to get back in time for sort of a finisher's party. And they, I, I obviously, um, unfortunately, don't get to go and ride it. <laughs> but it does sound like a fantastic experience. And I think what was what everyone really appreciated last time is the sort of almost meeting everyone on the road, getting to spend a little bit of time with each other, then, you know, hearing about each other's experiences and then sort of leapfrogging and then meeting more and catching back up and all sorts. And they've, the, or Gabby and Lael as well have done some great things in, there was a recent webinar whereby sort of looking at the challenges to even get to the start line and kind of offer up some tip and advice from from real experts within within the community um, to to help people sort of whether it is joining the women's rally or going off on doing their own kind of like first adventures and whatnot and that is yeah like I said that's a really key part of what Kamut's about is trying to give everybody the the tools and the excitement to go and experience the outdoors. 
No, that's super amazing. And as I was saying, it's super cool that is these things are really happening in super special places. That yeah, the uh, Montañas Vacias, Teruel area, and uh, Ernesto Pastor, who is the guy who actually tracked the full route. Wow. It's such an amazing character. He was on the podcast as well, of course. Uh, and he's such an amazing character. So he's trying to discover all the Spanish Lapland, how they how they call it. And on the other side, same thing. James of the Torino Nice Rally. James, yes, and uh, is the same. Th- is the same. Actually, trying to create the best um, experience for people to enjoy tracks and routes that are really not. They were not super well known before he started all the rally. And uh, I truly believe that actually these kind of activities are letting, first of all, people that before were not really enjoying the outdoor life because there are barriers, of course, here in this case, we were talking about gender barriers and everything. But also on the other side, they didn't know it physically where things were. I think it's really important. It's super cool to have Komoot partnering up in the territory. So, I mean, really outside, out there, these events plus also giving people unlocking the experience of people so they can go there often more often yeah definitely and i think and the and the great thing about this event is as well and and sort of and commute being linked in is there will be there'll be a really nice commute route collection at the end of it so even if even if people don't can't go and do it at this exact time and whatnot they can really find out about the experience that the 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 that women had on the ride and sort of save it to their commute profile and go do it another time if they want to get some really cool insights and and i think that is a as we sort of started talking about content that is kind of a big part of what we want to do we do want to be somewhere where people can share their adventures and and others can find inspiration from this and either go and follow in the footsteps or or sort of plan their own things that run very similar that's really good so this means that actually as soon as the collection is going to be out anyways i think that uh, ernesto's collection already the montañas was already there but as soon as we have a collection and actually all the experience and everything we can go ourselves as well yep definitely i think we should get it in the diary and head out there maybe we'll maybe not peak summer because i think it might be a little bit warm but uh shoulder season event it looks yeah it looks and i'm sure it is fantastic that's super great i want to talk about another couple of things still and one is actually the other amazing thing that you um you switched on actually really will you launched a couple of weeks ago as i've seen and it's kind of these new i am talking about that because i really love newsletters because it's really a place where you're receiving content that you like and uh, appears for you and we actually you feel let's say really close to the to the stories that you're telling and it's news from outdoor or from outside uh, yeah so notes from outside <laughs> i always make a mess you know it's not only with your name <laughs> yeah so the the notes from outside is um yeah it's a really lovely new sort of email series that we've just started in the first um the first email has gone out um, whereby again what we want to do is sort of share these adventure stories from sort of first-hand experience really so letting people not only talking about the route but really talking about how people have enjoyed the outdoors why why and what they've chosen to go and do and yeah and really offer up that that first-hand experience to adventure adventure is such a key thing for us at Camus and it's what it's what we're all about and we really do want to uh, share it as much as we possibly can this broom wagon would not be a broom wagon without having anecdotes and I know I didn't prepare you for that, but <laughs> I really, really would love to have some anecdotes from your side. And I will go, I will give you two options, okay. but if you want, you can go a bit open on that. But the two options are, you are really supporting a lot of races and a lot of events and everything. There was any anecdote of something that didn't went really in the right place by tracking some really, uh, I would say, um, extreme and wild areas. This could be one side of the anecdote. Or on the other side, if you want to go a bit more positive, it's also okay, because it's funny as well. Did you ever add in front of you anybody, any users or whatever, telling you or sending you out a feedback or an experience saying, look, thanks, Komoot, because actually thanks to your planner, I got the opportunity or your planner or your product or this new feature or whatever. I had the opportunity on getting on uh, something that I was, even if it was at my backyard, but the backyard collection is something that is really close to my heart. But even if it was in my backyard, I've never seen it. Yeah, I think... Trying to think of it uh, of an exact story is I'm I'm on the spot I'm struggling a little bit but I think what's come out from like the whole lockdown experience and Camus was that people really did start doing that they did start exploring their 
um, their backyard more as such and and finding like new and exciting things that you didn't really know existed I know from my own experience I've I live in the UK, just north of Bristol, and I've felt very much trapped on an island uh, for the last two years. But that meant that, like, using Camus and some of the great content that from, like, route planners across the UK, that I've gone out and explored Scotland much more. I've gone and explored Wales much more. They aren't necessarily my backyard, but relative to normally I would be trying to go to a sunny climate or the Alps or somewhere. But the wilderness that we have in the UK and up in Scotland is just is like is fantastic. And I probably wouldn't have I I probably wouldn't have taken the time to go and explore it uh, if I wasn't as trapped on an island. But also like utilizing Kamut to kind of see those insights and see what other people are sharing has really like really inspired me to go and give it a go. Yeah, I can say that actually, I don't know, since when Komoot is out there in Komoot, when I don't talk about Komoot only as a tool, but also all the network of people that are uh, behind it and also the ambassador and everything, I would never consider uh, UK like this huge place for adventure. Also, because most of the time, people from UK were coming to the Alps to do something really rough and really cool. But since when Komoot is there, and I'm actually referring especially to the amazing job that Catherine Moore is doing, now seems like, I don't know, all the time that I see this story, so I go into Komoot collection or whatever, I was talking with my girlfriend some time ago, and I said look what do you think about taking one of those long weekends that are coming in may just to go to the uk and explore a bit more the outdoor because it looks super amazing and i think that actually that's exactly the spirit of Komoot, right not only giving to everybody the tool and the possibility of discovery and tracking or um, gps finding the gps track or gps tracks of it but just inspiring people yeah 100 percent. and i yeah you're, you're totally right i think a big part of it is all the great contributors. Um, so like Catherine and then all our ambassadors and even just regular people to an extent and new route builders. It seems that there's a real passion out there at the moment for um, for discovering new sort of slightly long distance bikepacking routes. Um, and there's lots of that sort of going on. We've got and there's another one in the UK that was sort of launched um, the Old Chalk Way which runs sort of diagonally across the south following it like a chalk vein. And there's these, yeah, these people are out there creating all these, this fantastic content. And hopefully most of it is coming across onto Kamut and it works as works as sort of real inspiration to get out there and do it. But yeah, I can't personally, I can't thank those kind of people enough because they, there's, there's so much now. There's almost too much actually, because (laughs) you can't fit it into the, into the working year as such. Perfect. Thanks a lot, Rob. It was really an amazing conversation. Anyways, we are going to talk soon. But everybody else here, you, they know that they can find a lot of super cool things around the Komoot application and everything there with all the new notes from outside as well. It's a great source of inspiration. You will know anyways, you know it already, that you, if you go at komoot.com slash G and put the code broom there, you will get your exploration with all the amazing feature that then at that point Komoot will unlock you. But... Really, the best tip that I can give, and probably I will just steal your own word, is just to be out there and uh, enjoy the outdoor and try to, let's say, explore a bit more time, even if it's just the, your backyard. And that's just going to be already a good thing, people. Thanks a lot, Rob. Thank you. Thanks very much. Last interview of the day, probably of the full session. And actually, I'm super happy here because I'm here together with creators i mean the creators of this event the organizer of the event and we're gonna go through a bit of this amazing you're gonna know a bit more probably you're gonna feel a bit more the flavor on how this event the bca look like the feelings the i would say the flavors and everything that was there but i want to know a bit more about the two person that put everything in place so i'm here talking with simon hi simon hi stefano and julio hi julio hi stefano hi everyone so tell me a bit more who wants to start who are you people uh, well, I'll, I'll start. So we are by connection agency, uh, but uh, first and foremost, we are two friends uh, who met through cycling, through mountain biking. Uh, we met uh, over 20 years ago in Rome, uh, where we were both born and bred uh, through our common passion for cycling. We immediately hit it off. Uh, we shared a lot of bike rides, a lot of uh, long trips to go riding. And then uh, pretty much at the same time, we started our careers in the bike industry, uh, as, as it happens with a lot of hustling in different things, I was working as a kind of journalist and photographer, and Julia was working uh, in, a, in a bike shop. And then uh, we started doing some more trips, and uh, 
I was running, a, I was the road manager for a World Cup racing team and Julio was one of my mechanics. And then uh, Julio started working for uh, Endura, for the Scottish brand Endura. And uh, yeah, things uh, kind of started progressing from there. I joined SRAM in 2009 and uh, we kind of always kept... Uh, obviously seeing each other uh, personally and professionally like every every occasion we would get to go ride together after events uh, uh, like Julio would come visit me in Germany I would stop by a, a couple days more and go ride together and um, yeah that kind of stayed on and we always had as a I wouldn't say as a joke because it's not a joke but as a as a, um, a, a theme we're saying well suit one day or the other we'll do something together and uh, and then and then I will leave this to Julio because he was actually the the engine that started this because he was he is the uh, natural born entrepreneur uh, I was much more conservative and uh, and but he really uh, gave me uh, a motivation and uh, and a plan more, more than motivation it was a plan a solid plan which uh, I I really didn't have at the, at the time when, when we started by Connection Agency. So, Julio, the rational part of the couple. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting way to put it. Yeah, well, let's say that uh, for sure Simon and I are uh, very fortunate in, uh, in the fact that we are very uh, complementary to, to each other in the skill set that we have. And Simon is definitely the more creative, social, outgoing part. And I like to be a little bit more backstage, you know, and working with the numbers and making sure that, uh, you know, um, everything we do uh, works out properly financially and, uh, and uh, the organization part. So, um, and we knew each other for, uh, I mean, so long before we started to work together that, I mean, uh, of course, I mean, we're friends and uh, what's, i mean, is there anything better than working with your best friend and sharing the same passion professionally? So it all happened very naturally. We came at, uh, at a point of our careers where we were kind of tired of working in a, in a company environment. And then Simon also wanted to relocate back in Europe from the United States. So... Uh, like Simon said, it was very natural to say, okay, we, we always kind of joked about it, and now, now why don't we try to get serious about it? And that's where uh, By Connection started. I, uh, we, we had a plan about the, the format. We had seen the format before, the cross-agenda format of uh, brands meeting media in, a, you know, in an immersive environment where everything is pre-scheduled and uh, pre-organized. Uh, but there was uh, uh, the challenge of translating that uh, and I mean importing it in the European market with all, all the, the differences between the, 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 the main markets and the languages of course and um, so it was kind of a bet to see if this could work uh, in general and for us and in Europe and, uh, and it did I mean we, we started we debuted on the event market with a mountain bike event in February 2018 And from that moment on, it came very natural to add another event uh, and then another one for road and gravel and then and so on and so forth. And then, yeah, here we are uh, almost five years later, sort of. Um, let me ask you one question, because for me, at least, you said, actually, yeah, you didn't invent nothing completely new. But how is the format? Because for me, that's something pretty interesting, pretty uh, new and actually i mean, also pretty productive and performance-wise, I mean, in terms of the news side, really, really interesting because you can really create a lot of content, get a lot of information in a short period of time talking with the right person. So that's super great. But how would you probably summarize, make a synthesis of the concept itself? Yeah, I mean, the, the quintessential fact that we, we learned uh, from our careers and that we, uh, we tried to, you know, Uh, to, 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 to use to make the, the bike connection format efficient is the fact that uh, media and brands invest a lot of time and effort and money into trying to uh, meet and uh, you know, exchange information about new products and uh, it's difficult on a brand side because they have to do all the back office work and uh, if, they, if they want to organize a launch and still uh, if, they, if they want to do it properly they have to be able to attract the media to, 
just their product or I mean to at, at least get the media to be focused on uh, on their product for enough time and that doesn't necessarily happen all the time and if you do it through a mass event for sure the, the attention of the media will be diminished by the you know and dispersed and uh, on the side of the media on the other hand uh, they get so I mean you guys get so much demand for attention from so many brands at the same time and it's just not sustainable to to give all the attention that is requested so we were on the other side of the fence. Simon uh, was uh, was a mountain bike editor uh, briefly uh, a long time ago and then worked a long time in SRAM in the marketing department. I worked in marketing as well for a soft goods company. And uh, we just knew what was needed. Um, and the fact that uh, people come here and the schedule is prearranged both, both for presentation, for product presentation and testing is what makes it... Uh, I think the the perfect blend that everybody's looking for. So you know that you know what you're gonna get. You know that there is a fixed time for presentation, and you know that there is enough time to test the product that you've been presented. So, I mean, you 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 know once they started to know to to know us, they knew they could rely on good courses, good photography, good video, good uh, organization of the. Um, the time schedule during the day, which is also very important. And the food is very good. <laughs> Let's talk one second about that because I want to go three different stages on three different choices that you have to get. Let's start from the location. Let's talk about food. Location. So you had, as I remember, top of my mind. So if I make any mistake, just let me know. But uh, I remember that with the, you did something like events in Andalus or north of Italy. You did as well events in Girona. Now you are here in Maremma. We are in Massa Marittima. How do you choose the location? Uh, mostly by sampling the local cuisine. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, well, we uh, so Massa Marittima was actually the the first place we uh, we um, uh, chose. We have chosen for our events, and this was back in 2018 when we were just starting the agency. And uh, there are a number of reasons why this is such a strategic location. I mean, there is uh, there's great riding. We started with mountain biking here uh, because we feel that uh, it's um, it, it's. That's central enough where you know you don't have to travel to the Canary Islands or or somewhere that is really far, uh, but at the same time you have enough guarantee of uh, you know decent weather or good weather. If you're British here, it's excellent weather in February. Uh, if you're Italian, it's kind of cold. <laughs> it's from the south, even more. Exactly, I'm kidding. Um, and uh, there is uh, there is some great touristic infrastructure. Uh, so, for example, the resort where we are now at Tenutal Cigalino is pretty much at the base of the trails so you start your ride from here you can climb up or you can take a shuttle and then you finish your ride here so it's ideal for testing and um, on the road side of things we started in Girona, Spain and we had two successful editions of uh, Road Bike Connection in Spain uh, then the pandemic came and that kind of uh, sorry if I interrupt you Simon yeah. Uh, pandemic, sorry everybody, you know it already all the time that my guest and I mentioned COVID-19, pandemic and everything. I need to drop one coin in my COVID jar. So this is an imaging, let's say, I'm going to put it there is one thing, but you know that I'm going to put it there. And you know I'm doing that because when uh, two years ago, when I uh, started again with the podcast and everything, everybody was talking only about pandemic. And the point was that I didn't want to fill up a full podcast only for pandemic. But on the other side, you don't want to avoid the situation because you have to put it in the podcast and everything in contest. So the thing that I do, I drop one coin in the coin jar and everything goes to an association, a kind of a charity. This year is going to be Baikigi, everybody, Baikigis, sorry. And this, this association charity in Berlin that teaches women, refugee, in mostly Afghani women, uh, to ride a bike in terms of, of course, bicycle. Where the word is better with a bike and also it's a freedom thing. So just heads up. The coin is in. I'm, I'm dropping a coin too. That's a really good idea. Uh, so anyways, uh, the... Pandemic, we can say another coin is good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it kind of uh, threw a good wrench in our plans. So we, we, had a, um, we had a road and gravel event in Girona in 2020, scheduled just as uh, the, the first big wave hit and everything closed down. Uh, but we were lucky enough that uh, we got to then do two events in September. We did uh, a road gravel and a mountain event back-to-back -back in Andalo. Uh, but then since 
2021, we, we had planned to move the road and gravel event here because we felt Girona, even though it's a, it's a great place, it, it was starting to get a little bit overused and overexposed. Uh, pretty much everyone had been to Girona five to six times per year. So it was, it was hard to, to make it new. Uh, and, and make it exciting. Uh, whereas here we are in, a, in an area which is a little bit less um, renowned for, for road riding, like, but we're just south of Siena where they do Strade Bianche and all the area of Veroica. And actually the kind of riding here is really similar. It's hilly, there are no big climbs, but there are quite punchy, like 15, 20 minute climbs, depending on your fitness, more 20 for me. Uh, and great gravel, as you have seen. So we... We immediately felt this was a good location and uh, as soon as we like scouted the routes and tested them and, and rode them and drove them around, we, we, we said, okay, this is a really, really nice gem. And its location is a, is a hard one for us, like developing a new location for an event, you have to make sure so many uh, pieces fall into place because it has to be uh, reasonably close to an airport. It, it has to have good enough accommodation to host the entire event. It has to have... Uh, you know, good food that's served uh, within our uh, requirements. So we do all meals uh, buffet style because we know that we host many different peoples from many different cultures. So, for example, we we Italians, uh, I'm I'm not ashamed to say we like to sit at the table for maybe a, an hour and a half, but maybe somebody else just wants to grab a quick bite and go testing, and we gotta cater to all of those. And uh, it's kind of the same reasons why, for example. Uh, the the test riding is is open it's free there is no like set group ride it's not like oh let's be on the bike at 2 p.m and we'll do 70k uh, because we've seen enough instances at product launches where in a group of 15 journalists there are five or six who are really fit and they're gonna hammer the entire ride and uh, some others are gonna struggle or some others are simply not interested they just want to take photos make videos and that's completely legitimate because it, it's not a bike race it's a it's a test so that's what we try to do. We try to give the maximum flexibility to produce the maximum efficiency for everyone. Second topic. Do you want to add something, Julia? No. Oh, okay. okay. No, just well, I wanted to, to ping you in back. Sorry. Ah. <laughs> uh, what I want to ask, Klaus, uh, this was actually the first aspect that I want to cover. The second aspect that I want to cover is uh, the trend of the market and trend of the bikes. How do you choose the brands or maybe, yeah, the um, cycling partners to join the events? I think that actually I have to move according to the trends that are there. For example, I've seen a lot of super cool gravel bikes, but also super good performing road bikes. But how do you choose them or how do you get in contact to them to invite to these events? Well, the event is for, for sure an inclusive format where we, uh, we are open to, uh, to host any bike brand and uh, any I mean like bike product brand uh, that wants to attend so it's uh, it's uh, by all means a selling campaign the one uh, what we do and and then brands choose to attend the format we don't necessarily choose them of course we invite everyone and then see what happens it's uh, it's it's interesting to see that ever since we started um, of course uh, a lot of things happen and uh, gravel uh, like you said I mean it's uh, it's becoming uh, well it's become uh, so much important and trendy in a way but also introduced um, a lot of interesting new bike models that uh, give a completely different approach to bike riding so it's uh it's again. It's something pretty natural that um, the, the 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 mix of the brands and the uh, the product categories um, just um, uh, just outline themselves at an event. What we try to make sure uh, is uh, to um, to uh, to make a good balance mixed mix be between the products so we don't want uh the products to be a uh just a a full a demo for 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 new bikes or or it couldn't be sustainable if it was just uh, accessories or apparel so it has to be a good mix throughout all the product categories and that's what we we try to achieve with every with every event we have a top cap at a number of brands it, it should be 15 brands in theory but that really never happened we we got to 12 once and uh that was driving the, the journalists crazy because it was just 
too many. Yeah. Uh, now I, we can see uh, that this, this very edition, we're having nine brands, everyone having products under embargo, so it's exciting news, I mean, uh, for them, hot hot stuff to show and even here you media guys seem to be pretty pretty busy the whole time so uh, yeah we have to make sure that it's sustainable uh, that it, there is enough time to create uh, good quality content for everyone and that there is a good product mix and that what is presented is interesting so that's the main focus and then we see uh, one uh, one event after the other what what, what happens Third topic, thanks a lot, Julian. Third topic, media. This is something that probably you have more uh, influence on choosing, right? But I can see here a super good variety. I mean, we have journalists coming from, I don't know, press prints. Then we have digital media. Then we have video people, video creators, YouTubers. And thanks a lot for that. Also podcasters, finally. What's the, um, the kind of structure that you want to give it to, uh, to these kind of events? Well, uh, so as, as you said, and, uh, you know, kind of, as Julia mentioned, we always strive to get a good variety. So we try to select, uh, you know, two to three uh, key influential media from every uh, major market. Obviously, uh, with, you know, English language media, it tends to be more. So, for example, at this event, uh, including you, we have uh, five or six English language speaking media, but that's mostly because... You know, due to the, the the advent of the internet, pretty much you can say that uh, if you're if you're an English-speaking media, it's uh, your audience is global. Um, but other than that, yeah, we we always uh, strive to bring in front of the brands, uh, media, and content creators that are uh, happy to produce content. Uh, we try not to have any kind of you know, advertising, ad sales, commercial discussions here. Uh, we, we always try to keep that out of the event. Uh, obviously, it's, uh, it's not a lie that, that these things happen, and it's great. Like, we love it when, you know, a, a, a media outlet says, oh, you know, hey, hey, I met Brand X at your event, and we started working together on several different projects. It's great. We, we love the media to thrive, but what we want here is, uh, is great content to be produced, and this is also why we have such a good media crew we have two photographers and two videographer videographers we've worked with them since day one at our events they're really good uh they produce tons of great content in uh, in a very short time um and uh well yeah we we also love to be innovative so uh already in 2019 we started inviting youtubers we thought hey uh, this is getting really big uh, some youtubers were already really big like uh, danny race is our spanish uh, YouTuber friend. I mean, he already had a very large following in uh, in 2019, and now he's uh, approaching 200,000 followers. So those numbers are, you know, above and beyond uh, the numbers of many of the traditional media, even on the digital side. Uh, obviously, this this has required some uh, some adjustments also from the, the brands that attend because uh, a YouTuber perhaps has a different approach. They're, they're less technical, they're less, uh, uh, they're less formal than a traditional media outlet. And then actually, uh, podcasting for us is really new. So we started uh, exactly this year with you and, uh, and a mountain bike podcast called Downtime Podcast that attended our winter uh, mountain bike event two weeks ago. Uh, but again, we, we see that podcasting is growing immensely and uh, there, is, uh, you know, there, is, there is a space and time for every kind of content. And we thought, why not? Why, why can't we help these guys create great audio content that brands can appreciate at our events? Obviously, we know our event is, is more of a test and information delivery-based event. But, um, I mean, and it would be interesting to know your experience but i think uh it's also a great time to share stories and that that's what works in audio so i i wouldn't say i wouldn't say why not i can tell you just little feedback i can put it on records with no problems i think that actually all of them most of them most of them uh were really really happy on listening and having somebody who approaches stories in a different way because of course somebody was also super prepared with a slick and tight presentation about numbers and results and stuff but also on the other side most of them were okay you know what for today 
we skip the presentation and let's talk about, I don't know, what we are doing with this project or what we are doing with this partnership or what we are doing for this event or just what our bicycle name, where it comes from. And that's super interesting because usually with classic um, test events or stuff, you don't tell people, okay, the name of this bike comes from this. You need to have a bit more of time. And this was super good, actually, on uh, listening to people and to brands doing something different, also having somebody else who is doing something different. And uh, for me, it was really interesting for that. I just have the last thing that I want to ask, and then we have to go for lunch. Actually, the people inside are looking at us. Yeah. We are coming. Arriviamo! <laughs> uh, anecdotes. This podcast would never happen without anecdotes. Tell me one funny anecdote and one crazy anecdote. Well, uh, this, this is a really hard question. I never prepare my guests on these questions. <laughs> so you need to be on the spot for that. I'd say we, we, we have a lot of... Uh, we have a lot of funny anecdotes, but... Um, let's say Let's see. We... I don't know. I'd really have to think about it. I mean, you really caught me off guard because we like I like any operation we have we have anecdotes. Um we we have regular friends that are coming to events now. So, it's it's not just like uh inviting people that um there are collaborators. It's now like having uh, a little family, you know. Uh, I mean, our, our media crew—it's basically friends, and we go way back with them, uh, years and years. And even a lot of the media and uh, the brands that attend the event are return customers or return people to us. So we kind of start knowing, uh, you know, the habits of everyone. You know, the guy who maybe drinks a little bit too much or talks a little bit too much, and. Uh, uh, but I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm really not prepared to call any names. <laughs> we don't need names. We don't need names. We can keep everything well, here. Let's say we have funny stories every night. Let's put it that way. Okay. But I have the crazy one. And this is actually... I don't know if Julio knows the story. But we were preparing... Make me put myself comfortable. Yeah. Uh, so we were uh, preparing the road and gravel, the fall road and gravel event in Girona in 2019. And we were scouting for a gravel ride that we were doing after the event. We were doing a bikepacking with uh, Komoot, who is, uh, who's been a partner of our events since day one. They, they were a great partner. And so uh, photographer and videographer Victor Lucas and I uh, set off in the Catalan countryside to scout this gravel route. And so there was this route that I had kind of sketched out on Komoot. Uh, to get from a village in Catalonia to uh, back to Girona through a lake. And uh, so we passed the village and then set off on this gravel road. And the road gets progressively sketchier and sketchier. And we were in a really nice Mercedes-Benz rental van. Really uh, nice. Not on the bike. No, no. In a car, in a van. Uh, luckily, with full insurance. And um, we get to a point... We get to a point where um, there was a downhill section in the road that was like it was the, it had a deep rut in the middle. It was basically like you can drive down this once if you get it right. And we both said to each other, like if we drive down this, there's no way we make it back. And so we drive down it, no problem. We keep going, and it wasn't looking good, but. The road was there, like it was a legitimate gravel road. And uh, we get to a point where it starts to get pretty bumpy. And then a guy on an enduro motorbike comes the other direction and goes like, Don't de vas, where, where are you going? Like, wh what are you doing here? And we say, oh, we want to get to Pantano de Sao. And it's like, it's like, no way. It's like, With this van? It's like in 100 meters, the road becomes a motocross track. You, you're never going to get there. So we turn around. And, uh, and then we have to face this rutted, uphill, steep section of road going up. And um, at, at this point, I was realistically 
thinking about having to call Julio and telling him, hey, we are here and can you please send, you know, a guy with a tractor to... I, I was... And he was texting me like, is everything okay? Like, you've been gone for five hours. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're good, we're good. Because I didn't want to worry him. And so we get to the base of this section and Victor gets out and says, I'll spot you, I'll tell you where to go. And first try doesn't go. Second try, I just gun it. And I was like, oh, you know. Whatever. Whatever, whatever. I just gun it. I just step on the gas, get up get to the top and I was like we've done it and then we just rode out stopped the first village had to have like two beers and lunch because we were so nervous and then we drove back on the highway to Girona success in the end yes yeah uh, and this is this is also something that I that I love working with Julio you know as Julio said in the beginning we are very different uh, but we're also great friends and we know Uh, obviously, like like all operations, we have our up and downs, and we have our critical moments. And uh, we 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 had a lot of critical moments due to to the pandemic, one euro. Um, but uh, in the end, like you can always count on, you know, uh, a smile and a and a and a friend being there. Like we we're, we're never hard on each other, which is great because we we don't believe that you know you should be. You know, there, there there should be no vengeance. There should be no. Uh, you shouldn't be mean at work because yeah, that yeah. You're, you're you're both working on a common goal. So there is no point in being mean or or being an asshole to each other. Uh, it's at the end of the day, the result counts, and uh, you can have different ways of reaching it. And but yeah, so it's been pretty good. Did you know the story, Julio? Did I know the story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard of the story. Deluded. Yeah, <laughs> not, 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 not so much detail. So it's great that we have this podcast. So now I know it. <laughs> That's why I'm here. People, thanks a lot really for your stories, your time, and for putting together this amazing event. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much, Stefan. Yeah, thank you for coming hanging out with us. We, we hope to have you back. Of course, of course. I'm happy for that. Ciao ragazzi, grazie. Well, people, thanks for being that special to stay until here and listen to all these stories from brands, from people, from, yeah, friends behind all these brands. And now, actually, they really became friends because we are talking pretty often. And uh, I hope that I can bring you some more stories like this so we can really visualize what's behind people that are working hard to make our experiences on the bike better experience on the bike that you're gonna listen about in the next episode so keep tight next friday is gonna be there hopefully it's gonna be there but it's gonna be there i'm working hard to make this happen if you like this episode just please subscribe share comment rate do whatever you know that you can do on your platform the platform that you're listening this podcast from And remember as well that down below there are a bunch of links, link to Shasha Z, link to Bikey Geese, and link to my coffee bucket where you can actually help me and support me to make this podcast independent. Thanks a lot again. Thanks a lot to Komoot. You listen to Rob Wright. What are you waiting for? To go to komoot.com slash G like Greenland and write the code broom to start exploring, to start adventuring with Komoot. There's nothing else that you can do. Well, there's another thing that you can do. Just shut down these episodes, shut down your phone, go out and at least have a walk. Because it's always good to go out, have a walk or even better, have a ride and don't think about anything else because the weather is good, life is good and the world tastes good because the candy man thinks it through. And the world tastes good Cause the candy man thinks it
They do it because they were born to do it. Just like Willy Wonka was born to be a candy man, and you look like you were born to be a Wonkera. Who can take a sunrise and sprinkle it with dew? Cover it in chocolate and a miracle or two. It's a candy man. The candy man can. Candy man can. Plus he mixes it with love and makes the world taste good. Who can take a rainbow, wrap it in a sign, soak it in the sun and make the strawberry lemon pie? The candy man. The candy man. The candy man can. The candy man can, cause he mixes it with love and makes the world taste good. Willy Wonka makes everything he bakes Satisfying and delicious Talk about your childhood wishes You can even eat the dishes Who can take tomorrow, dip it in a dream Separate the sorrow and collect up all the cream. The candy man. Willy Wonka can. The candy man can. The candy man can, cause he mixes it with love and makes the world taste good.